0: Welcome, everyone, to Whatever is True, the podcast to fill your mind with things that are true and good. I'm Foxy, and this is...
1: Tala. Hello. Hello,
0: Tala. Um, I wanted to start, actually, I was really thinking of starting this podcast with the 80s phrase, word up, my people, word, <laughs> um, because I don't actually know why they people said that, but this podcast, we're thinking about the word. Uh, we're thinking about what we can learn uh, from John's gospel initially on um, what we can understand about the word. And when we talk about the word, well, Tyler's going to help us in a moment. Um, we're, we're, we're thinking about Jesus, but we're also thinking about uh, the word God has given us, um, scripture, uh, truth. And as we kind of quickly kind of look into John and do a little bit of a survey of what we've so far looked at at church, uh, we hope that our kind of theology of the word will help us then think Uh, how the word might impact our lives as Christians together. Uh, So, Tala. Yes. Tell us, what are are some things that you've already been learning about the word in John?
1: Yeah, I think John's gospel, hopefully as we've been doing it at church, you just kind of keep seeing how important uh, a theology of the word is. And, I mean, John starts right there with the word himself, Um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. This is a whole lot packed into just two verses and it keeps going. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And just in just such short verses, you just hear so much about this word. He's a divine word, he's an eternal word, he's existed before time and creation. He's relational. He's creator. Uh, he's the source of of life um itself. Um, it's and he's the answer to life. He's the light. And um it is an it is such a epic picture. Of this word, so John really—I mean, I, I love the beginning of John. I mean, I love the whole of John. Let's be honest, but um, it's just such an epic, epic start to a gospel. Um, and I think it really, as you you just read those opening verses, you've got to keep hearing Genesis and Old Testament in your, especially Genesis, Genesis one, Genesis two, um, because it, the words that are used in John just really are pushing us right back to the beginning of the bible you know where it starts with in the beginning god created um, and so you see the same themes like in genesis 1 god he's the creator he's the ruler and all of his creation is is kickstarted set into motion by this his word and um, yeah you see god's word is it is irresistible you know he speaks and there's no choice creation comes into being, and he's just powerful, he's authoritative, he's sitting over the whole of the world and he's creating it and ruling it by his word. Um, It's a creative, life-giving, authoritative word that he has. And it's a word that also creates relationship. You know, he speaks to mankind. Um, It's a kind word. And it's the source of life because if you obey it, you know, you have life, you have life with God. If you disobey this word of God, as we see in Genesis 3, well, you face death, you face death and the judgment of God. So, you know, and then you just got to look at the rest of the Old Testament and And the lesson is when God speaks, you listen. You know, that, that's what God's word does. God's word is so powerful, so important, um, the centre of of like creates our reality. Um and so when you then look at the start of John, you go, wow, <laughs> what what John is helping us see is the mind-blowing reality of who Jesus is. He is that powerful creator, the source of life. He's authoritative. He's purposeful. And so there's only one thing. We we just got to listen to him. We have to obey him. And I think all of John just keeps pointing us to listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Um, yeah, so I think that's just the start of John. But, Fox, do you have more thoughts about how that kind of unfolds in the rest of the Gospel?
0: Yeah, I, I think one of the things I am really struck by is that you get John 1 and you get, you know, he makes it really clear that the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And so we, we go, okay, Jesus is the Word uh, and he does all of those things which uh, Tala just mentioned And he does this thing of revealing, like a word does. He really truly reveals who God is. Um, So you you get Jesus as the word. But then also, as uh, he speaks, his words are are just like God's words. They're creative and they're powerful. And we picked that up a little bit in John chapter 5, which we had taught on last week at, at church. I mean, 524, I think is just brilliant. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus says, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. So the the moment here is, it's really connected to his word. Hear my word Mm. and believe and you'll be given life. And Jesus seems to do this a lot. He, you know, in John 6, which we're getting to this week, he, he really calls people to come to him, the bread of life, and so you're going, okay, I've got to come to Jesus for the bread of life. I've got to come. He, he's the person I've got to go to. But then as you get towards the end of um, chapter 6, uh, he, he, he almost shifts it from going, not, it's not just me, it's my words. And so in 663, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. And so again, he's kind of gone, yeah, I'm life, but my words... You need to listen to them. They mm-hmm. give life. And by the end of chapter 6, uh, Simon Peter, one of the disciples, uh, he says to Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. And so over and over again, it, it happens throughout John. It, his, it's not just come to Jesus, the word, but come to Jesus and hear his words, mm. which are creative and, and give life. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think... Uh, you know, once you start getting just how important Jesus' words are, it kind of does flow out a little bit also to thinking how important God's word is for all of life, so all of Scripture. And uh, I, I mean, I've been thinking a little bit this week about how this might shape our life together as as a church. And I, I mean, one thing I find interesting is uh, at evening church, we've been t- we've been talking a little bit about how we might partner with with each other, how we might serve one another, and I reckon. I don't know, TK, when I think of service, I often think of just jobs to do. And mm. so I, I think of, you know, I, um, the different tasks that need to be done. Mm. But one of the things I find uh, interesting is in Ephesians 4, it, it's a, a go-to passage, right? Uh, often, I reckon, at conferences, particularly for conferences for for ministers, uh, people go to Ephesians yes. 4 and they're like, oh, look at this, um, I'm just trying, I'm just pulling it up. It says, uh, so, Christ Himself gave me apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip His people for works of service. Mm. And you go, okay, so we're meant to see more and more people within the church be equipped for works of service. And I'm saying, to think, okay, more and more people to do some jobs. Mm. But you, you move on down, and in verse 15, it has instead speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Mm. And so I reckon Paul, he's going, you know, your key way of serving, your key task
1: mm.
0: is to speak the truth in love. Yes. And so, you know, even when we come to thinking, oh, how will I serve next year? How will I serve this year? Uh, any it, The fundamental thing for any Christian mm. is to speak. Uh, and to speak the truth, yeah. Have you? I mean, have you thought a bit about that, TK? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think I think that's super helpful. And you know, when we do think about how we're serving in church, we, like you said, we think jobs, or um, and and some, you know, we might also just think of word ministries. Like, you know, I'm I'm going to serve you know, at, at kids' church and teach kids the word of God. But it's also really important to see that I'm going to attend Bible study and God yeah that is a ministry. I'm gonna to go to church oh, now obviously we're not, but i'm gonna I'm gonna take the opportunity to speak to people at church after the service, the words of God, you know that that is a ministry. You know, we do ask people to be Bible study leaders, and they have a different kind of responsibility there to to lead us in a deeper understanding of God's Word. But actually, as I come and contribute, that is ministry. It's it's a ministry of the word to one another, and, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, we use words all the time, um, all the time. We're word-saturated. Um, and the, often the words that we will use are um, clumsy, um, sometimes false, and even words that we put a lot of thought into and think are true. We find out two weeks later they were untrue, you know, where we hear a, a different report. Um, what is amazing about God's word, I think is that it is eternally true. There's no guesswork yeah I, I don't ne- I don't need to read beyond God's word to be able to verify it. This is the authoritative word and so it's the best thing I can speak to another person. It's not going to be false um and it's it's beautifully <laughs> it's beautifully there for us to to read and understand and um, to know God through. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's so good. Uh, it's so good at the moment. I, I find I often have conversations with Dan about how much misinformation is about. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's asking, but what are the restrictions? Can I? And you never really know what the truth is. I know I don't want to talk about COVID. You know, we're talking about something way more <laughs> better than COVID. But it is interesting. It's so good that <clears throat> when we open up scripture, no misinformation. No. Yeah, truth. Ah, it's good. Um and you know I think another thing just you know it's it's not just that it's true but it's also it's something that we need yes. we we desperately desperately need this yeah and i don't I, I think sometimes particularly if you've been a christian for a while you can probably start going oh do i do i really need to keep on eating the same food over and over again <laughs> uh, i've kind of i've read the bible it, uh, it in some ways it can sometimes start feeling like it's just your standard meal uh, and you, you get a little bit over eating the standard meal. Isn't there something more, mm. but um, I, I, you know, I think there's a, there's a real truth to the fact that when Jesus, uh, his word is something that we actually need to live by and, and live in. So, you know, Deuteronomy 8, um, it says, uh, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And it, it kind of helps you go, no, even, even when you think you've had enough of it, you, you uh-huh. never have a, you've never had enough because it's so essential. It's kind of what you need to live by. Yes. Um, and I think that's really kind of critical for us that we, well, one, that we never move on past scripture but to that, even in the times we might feel a little dry, just like you might feel a little dry at home, you don't stop eating dinner, maybe
1: mm.
0: you, even when you feel a little dry, you keep on eating um, because it is the word that you need
1: yeah, it's 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 a good word, it's good for you. you yeah. know we know food is good for us, we need it. <laughs> yeah and this is a this is the best kind of food. Um, it's uh, high, highest quality. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it, yeah, I think it's important. Like it's, it's really healthy, good food. Um, it, yeah, yeah. You, mm. you kind of sometimes I think I go, oh, well, this is a bad example, you know. <laughs> but I, I love junk food. I've got the worst sweet tooth. Um, but it just makes me feel sick in the end. What I really need is the bread and butter. Uh, some, and I need that to keep me going. And I think that's true in the Christian life. You can go. Uh, you can get more excited about. The, the junk food i don't know what that would be in the christian life actually but actually what you need is just what you've always had it, it's the good bread it's, mm. the, it's the good food um of god's word
1: yeah that's all right yeah. and i'm always so encouraged when i do hear of like people who are spending time in god's word together like that's um, or when I've been able to spend time in God's word with another person, I was I was talking to as one of our kids church leaders, and they were talking about last year last week, and they were talking about how they've been going on walks with um, friends and um, with like the Bible in front of them, walking and um, yeah, talking about God's word together. And it's just it's a really wonderful, a wonderful thing, a wonderful ministry reading the word um, one-to-one and speaking the word. Maybe can I quickly promo something, um, Fox?
0: Yes, you can. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, can I just give a cool resource that I found personally very helpful and I've I've shared it with others and they've found it helpful. It's called the word one-to-one and it is actually going through John's gospel and it's written in tiny little booklets. I really like you can easily carry it along for your walk with someone um, and uh, it just kind of has has John's Gospel there, and then some questions around it to help you look at what it is that John is telling us about Jesus and um, why he's worth listening to. And yeah, it's a great resource to do with Christians, non Christians, um, because yeah, well, it's the Bible. So yeah. I I love I love this resource. I've I've used it multiple times. Um, have you used it, Fox, at all? I don't know.
0: Do I, I've never used it. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm a little confused by it because I've never actually opened one up and oh. seen it. So I, I will need to get one of you, Tala.
1: Oh, I've got multiple sets. <laughs> so yes. oh. And if anyone wants to, you know, um, from church, you, you want to use, uh, have a look at it, let me know. I can definitely help you out with that. Uh, it's a great resource. But, um, Fox, speaking of one-to-ones then, can I ask, like, what has the w- reading the Bible with another person or speaking the word helped you personally? And, and how does it help our friendships more generally?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think uh, one of the things I love about when I read the Bible with someone, like I'm, <clears throat> I'm pretty good. I reckon at just talking about nothing, especially with um, not nothing. They're important to me, but like, if I have a friend and we like surfing, it's amazing how much I can talk about surfing and surfboards and surf fins and anything surfing. I can just keep on going. But, you know, by the end of that conversation, I go, oh, that was kind of fun, but it hasn't been life changing. It hasn't really kind of lifted my eyes to anything eternal. But when I have uh, people that I read the Bible with, I love it because you almost, you just can't get away from talking about deep things and good things. Mm-hmm. So you end up, you, you definitely, I think if you're opening a scripture and you're reading it well, you're going to talk about God because... That's what the Bible's about. It's about God, Son Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but the flow and effect of that is that you end up speaking about your life and how it's impacted by God's word, and how uh, you know, and 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 things that you know you need to change, or things that you know you need to grow in,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just the depth of conversation goes, It just you know, it just really goes. Uh, and similarly, I think it builds these friendships that us. I I just really deep, long-lasting friendships. Um, In many ways, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm such good friends with Paul, is that when he was in MTS here, that was what we did every, I think it was every Thursday. We'd go down to a cafe, we'd read 1 Corinthians, and then we moved on to another book. But it was as we read that we kind of grew in a a friendship as we realised the Lord that we serve. And so I, I think sometimes I I get the impression that we're longing for deeper friendships and we're longing uh, to be known by others. Mm. And uh, we sometimes think, Oh, I've just got to ask the better questions. or I've got to ask more revealing questions. No, I reckon, you know what? Open up the Bible Mm. and let the Bible kind of investigate your life with another person and it'll grow a deep friendship.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Certainly help it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah. What's your experience been, TK?
1: Yeah. I mean, I everything you've said, I completely agree with. It's 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 amazing to to sit with the Bible open with someone, um, and know that you are both coming humbly before this Word to learn about God and to encourage each other in that and to to love God more um, and that does deepen a friendship because you it's such a trustworthy ground, you know. Um, so it's great. But the other thing that I really also appreciate is, you know, sometimes you might not have um, the Bible open, but then someone actually speaks a word from the Bible to you as well, because they're just, I don't know if you've ever been like with those really just scripture saturated Christians who, who can't help, but just encourage you in God's word, even if, the physical Bible right there in front of you and because they are deep in God's word and um, it just comes out in their conversations and so I think that's an that's also such a precious thing where um, just in our day-to-day conversations um, as we bump into each other in um, you know the, the grocery store because that's about all the part <laughs> that's where we see each other is to be able to to use that Short moment to say something. Um, it's pretty. It's it's pretty special because it does lift your eyes up. Um, but then also, like I, I also think of just how great it is to read it with someone who's not a Christian as well, um, and how much that uh, you know, like when you try and just talk about um, Jesus with someone, you know, it's great. You know, we we have a we as believers, we have so much. So much to say, um, but it's so great when you can do it with a Bible open, and you can show them, "Here's what God is saying," um, and I think that just takes the conversation in a uh, in really helpful ways because you're getting them to engage with the actual Word of God um, with you. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, because I think it's sometimes frightening when you are trying to talk to someone about Jesus that you go, "I need to lead this conversation," but mm. you have the Bible open. God leads the conversation, and mm. you kind of can jump on for the ride. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, that's it. I like that. God leads the conversation. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I reckon we might wrap it up. Uh, but I, one last thought uh, as we close was I was just thinking, you know, so some of you might have friendships that you've had for many, many years, and it's never been the culture for you to read the Bible and pray with each other. And I, I was really helped last year when I was listening to a little, I think it was, I don't know what it was, a live stream, I think, with Bourne Roberts, a, a Christian guy. And he he just said, you know what, with some of his friends, he just admitted to the awkwardness. He goes, look, we've been friends for 10 years. We've never really done this. I feel a bit awkward saying it, but I'd love to read the Bible with you and pray. Hmm. And, you know, typically, I think almost all the time, his he's Christian but he's like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, and so hmm. for some of you listening, this could be a little word from above for you. Well, a word from Vaughan Roberts, um, just have the awkward moment mm. and say, I'd like to change the culture of our friendship. Can we have a read? And you know, when you have a read, don't make it too, you don't have to make it too complicated. I, I, I kind of say to my, to, to my son, I go, just ask yourself three questions. If you, if you're a bit worried, what does it teach me about God? What does it teach me about Jesus? What does it teach me about humans? And mm. But even that, you, you don't even need that. You just let the conversation spiral away um, um, because once you've got the word open, it, I'm telling you, you <laughs> learn good things. That's it for us. Word up, people. Um, we'll be back next week with a special guest. Probably delve a little bit more back into John. I think about uh, how John tells his stories. And we might even have a few opportunities to answer a few questions that you might have from John 6 because he's a... Uh, crazy easy chapter. Um, so that's it from me. See ya.